Francisco 49 is deep in the heart. Like Joe Montana in the corner, deep Clark. Garrison Hurst, stiff form going 99. Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time. John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline. NDB, greatest owner of all time. Gruden, Walgren, Bill Belichick, where all students of Bill Walsh don't ever forget. Hi guys, welcome back to another episode of the 49 and Faithful UK show. Tonight I'm joined by Gareth Ellis. Hello. Naji Kara. Hello. And Paul Hope. Hello. Guys, <laughs> we're coming up to the NFC Championship game. Did we think this was going to be the case at the start of the season? No. At the, uh, at the start, maybe. Not mm, at that point. Well, I've got to say, I did, because obviously I said we're going to go 20 and 0. <laughs> yeah, you did. And, and then 19 and 1, 18 it's and just 2. The, um, <laughs> I think. Especially if you look at like Tom Brady right now and what he's feeling and press conference and all that, you know, the, the fact that it's so hard to get to this point mm-hmm. and even more, the one more game, it's so unpredictable what can happen and during a season injuries and, you know, you lose a couple of games and you're out of the playoffs or whatever. It's just, it's just so hard to predict, you know, there's four teams out of 32, so they're left. Mm-hmm. So I... You hope you get there, but whether you can predict it is so hard. Um, well, there's only four teams left in, so there's only four sets of fans who are really yeah, invested in the outcome of these games on um, Sunday night. I'm uh, not sure. Well, I think because the divisional round was so good, I mean, the games were insanely good, all of them, in kind of different ways. I think the whole NFL world is really looking forward to this. Well, I'm sure the Cardinals fans are all sat at home hoping neither of us win. <laughs> yeah, true. that's true. That's very true. Yeah, they're, they're going to be hoping for some sort of Bane scenario where the ground just opens up and swallows everybody. <laughs> yeah, yeah, absolutely. So I think the way we'll do it on tonight's show, because obviously this is the third game we've played against the Rams, and it, it, I was going to say it feels surreal. It doesn't feel surreal, but it does feel strange. And I don't know why it feels strange, because, I mean... It's effectively just another game. But, yeah, it's, it's just got this strange feeling about not just the pod or the game, the, the whole the whole week leading up to, to Sunday. It's just felt really strange. And I don't know why. I can't put my finger on it. It might just be me. It might be other fans feeling that way. Um, but, I mean, I, I can't wait for Sunday. <laughs> don't, don't get us wrong. But it's just felt a really odd week. It, it doesn't really feel... Like it's the NFC Championship we're just about to play. Yeah, I see what you mean. Yeah, um, yeah. I think it might be because the, the last weekend was so good. I mean, again, like every game was insane, and you know with the, the Bucks making a comeback and and the Josh Allen show against Mahomes. It was just, yeah, I don't know. It feels a bit surreal. Also, maybe I don't know. It's a week, an extra week. So usually we're kind of almost. To the end, so like we, this would this week would normally be the Pro Bowl, and next week would be the Super Bowl. That's what we're used to. Um, so that might have a, an effect. You, you know of, what? You I know. never thought of it that way, but you, you might be onto something there because it just feels all out of kilter. Mm. Yeah. yeah, yeah. And I think it could be that. It could be. Yeah. So I tell you what. Let, let's. We know what the key matchups are. I mean, the Rams are our divisional rivals. So we can talk to death what the key matchups are. Everybody knows what the key matchups are. Rather than do that, let's talk about what's different over the last three weeks since we last uh, rode into SoFi Stadium and, and slapped the stupid out of the Rams. 
What's different? <laughs> what has happened in the last three weeks, in your opinion, that will either make you think we've definitely going to win this or we haven't got a cat in hell's chance of winning this? <laughs> no, we definitely have a shot to win. Anyway. Um, I think the past, the past record shows it. Uh, I mean, to me, to me, it's 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 a meltdown. It, the, the the Rams have faced twice now in in big games. Obviously, the first time against Hurst Week 18, and then they had a they had a gimme. Uh, you know, who did they play in a World Cup? Oh, the Cardinals. Well, yeah, which would you know were terrible and not even a challenge. Um, and then obviously they as soon as I don't know as soon as they, there's a bit of fight back, they just don't respond. And to, to you know when we play them, it might have been just a one-off or whatever. That's happened twice in three weeks, and they almost lost that game uh, because you know we all know what Tom Brady is like, you know, in overtime or whatever. So um, I don't know. I feel like we're just going to take it to them, and they're not going to be able to handle it again. They just have this super team about them. They kind of feel like, to me anyway, uh, they feel like they're entitled to win it just because they've got big names. Um, and, and they are good players, which, you know, they put 27 points on a good deep Bucks defense. Um, but they feel just entitled. And as soon as you punch them back in the mouth and say, hey, no, it's not, it's not going to be that easy. They go, oh, what's going on? We can't handle this. Nobody told us we could lose. Uh, and they just crumble. So, yeah, and it's, I think we're going to do that to them again without giving up a big lead this time. Um, we're just going to punch them straight in the mouth and say, no, you're not actually that good. Um, uh, and win the game. Uh, to me, it's the, yeah, the mental. I think they're definitely relieved, but they must have left the law on the field, and it's going to be hard to be super pumped uh, for for that game again. Especially <laughs> their house is going to be red and gold. So you think it's going to be more like the game at Levi's North than the yeah. game at Levi's South? Yeah, yeah. I think I think Kyle has got something up his sleeve as well that Shomave is just not going to expect, and I think the game is going to. Roll a little bit more in our favor. It's going to be a, a non-easy game because that just never happens. But um, yeah, I think they just we're just going to take them by the throat and never let go. Well, I hope so. Anyway, Gareth, what do you think? I'm right, wrong? I, I'd love it if you were right, but I I can't see anything other than a, uh, than another squeaky bum um, finish in a, in potentially a close game. I think what what's different is. We've got we've got their mentality. We've got that we won't be beaten attitude, and and it runs through the core of the team. Unfortunately, alongside that, you know, our offense has stalled a little in the last couple of games, and and defense and special teams stepped up. I I think it all form previous games they're all out of the window. I I really don't know how this one is going to go, but I I'm expecting it to be uh, a closer game purely because we we seem to have taken a while to get going recently and i can i can see the rams doing doing something similar to to what they did against against tampa bay scoring perhaps a couple of early touchdowns uh and then we we figure them out our, our defense gets all over uh, stafford um uh, and we stop them and then it's just a matter of time of getting our mojo and getting getting those point, points going i think if the game is is if it's a close game we'll win it the only way I can see the Rams winning is is if they, uh, you know, play out their skins and get a bit of a bit of luck with a scoop and score or pick six, for example, something like that. 
uh, and we just don't have enough time to get back into it. I think any game that's going to be be tight, we've got the resilience. And, and you, you've said it, I think the Rams can look a bit flimsy mentally sometimes. And you do wonder about some of the personalities without saying any names in, in the team when there's adversity. Uh, and it's the opposite of what we do. We In the adversity, we pull together and you can see some other teams start to form little cliques and, well, it wasn't my fault we've lost this game and that sort of thing. So, yeah, it, but Lee covered it well. I mean, you know, it's our 20th game, 20 games of the NFL. It's fantastic. I, I plan to enjoy every snap, every first down, every sack uh, and just take the game as it comes uh, and enjoy the fact that we're, we've made it this far. And yeah. when there's four teams... Each of them can go can go anyway. You you can't tell. I just hope the game is won by the better team, and it's not won on a, a, a one mistake from a player or one mistake from a from a referee. What do you think, Paul? Yeah, it's been interesting listening to you. All I, I can see where Lee's coming from. Um, you know, me and Lee were very bullish at the start of the season. We were on a Super Bowl run. We were running it back. And then you come to November. <laughs> um, I mean, Lee was more bullish than me, if everyone remembers at, at 20 and all. But come November, we're three and five. We're last in the NFC West. And I think us boys have been the first ones to call every game a roller coaster ride. And I agree with you, Gareth. I don't think it's going to be a 30 to three victory for the 49ers. <laughs> it's going to be another roller coaster ride. Because let's face it, that's what this season's been. But like Lee said, the pressure's on the Rams for me. With the number six seed, we basically, to answer Lee's question, we went into that week 18 game knowing we needed to win. We were 17-0 down and we saw McVeigh, how much it meant to him to beat the 49ers. And you watched the press conference this week, George Kittle, Kyle Shanahan, Jimmy G. They were all like, we've come down, back from 17-0 down. This doesn't phase us. And I think the difference is that adversity were battle-tested. Look at last week against Green Bay. Our offence didn't score, but Nadji called Green Bay only scoring 10 points, which we didn't mention in the last show. Special teams stepped up. And I feel quietly optimistic, but the pressure's on the Rams for me. It's their home game. You know, if they beat us, it's the second season in a row that the home team has hosted the Super Bowl. Um, Mm. Part of you thinks, you know, do the NFL want to see Mahomes versus, you know, the Rams and all the rest of it? Let us be the party poopers. Stick on NFL Network. Stick on Good Morning Football. We are not the favourites again this week. I've heard more about Aaron Rodgers this week than I've heard about the 49ers. Long may it continue. So... <laughs> yeah, so post about the Niners leaving probably havoc and chaos in their wake where the yeah. obviously we 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 beat the Rams in their stadium which uh, led us and then beat the Cowboys with and now in disarray and <laughs> McCarthy is probably as good as gone as soon as Sean Payton decides to not retire or whatever. And then Rogers probably gonna retire or definitely go somewhere else it sounds like. <laughs> it's just yeah, it, it's just funny to me that um we like nobody wanted us, and and the Rams let us in, and I think I think they're gonna pay it. What what do you think, Lee? What what's changed for you from week eighteen? So what has changed for me? There's a couple of things changed for me, and you're not gonna like it. <laughs> so I think the Rams are better on both sides of the ball. I think Odell Beckham has um, 
stepped up. He's now playing really well. Um, he definitely played really well last week. I think Stafford's been a lot better. Um, he's he's been safe. I was going to say manage the game. He hasn't managed the game because he's he's not a game manager. He's a he's a very good quarterback, but he hasn't made any silly mistakes that he has yeah. made in the past. And then you look on defense. Von Miller is playing better than what he's played in the last couple of seasons. He looks so sharp against the Bucks, and that had us worried as well. That's now, true. But oh, b before you carry on, the Bucks didn't have an O line. Uh, Brady no, was under right. pressure yeah, yeah. all all day, and. And they didn't have their starting corner either, so I, I don't know. Yeah, I mean, it's it's going back to the eye test. They, they mm. looked good. They looked good on both sides yeah. of the ball. They look sharp. They look quick. They look hungry. They look motivated, uh, and that does worry us. Which is why, when I was on coffee with coach the other night, I went for a, a really <laughs> slender Forty ers win. Now, the thing that concerns us is over the last two, two, three games, and um, over the last two games, our offense has regressed slightly from that game against the Rams in week 18. Um, last week, last week, I think you can just write off last week because of the weather conditions. And people are still saying, oh, no, J Jimmy was really, really poor, nothing to do with the weather. Yeah, we, we know that. We, we know he had some really poor throws. But just write that game off as far as the offense is concerned. Go back and look at the game against um, the Cowboys. That first half of that game, we were really, really good offensively. Yeah. Mm. So hopefully, if if Jimmy plays well and doesn't make any of these silly mistakes, the 49ers will win. And I think that's going to be the differentiator. It's going to be on Jimmy. Jimmy's going to be the difference maker. It's not whether or not he plays outstanding. It's whether or not he can limit the mistakes. If he limits the mistakes, we go to the Super Bowl. Without a shadow of a doubt, I'm convinced we will go to the Super Bowl. Because yeah, it's not I mean home field advantage. No, no, yeah, it's going to be like mostly, 65, 70% yeah, sure. Niner fans there. So, yeah, no, I think you're right. And I think it touches on why Jimmy is so controversial because this, like, I think everybody agrees that he's not elite. Everybody agrees he's not a bad quarterback either. And yet, the game somehow always revolves around him being, you know, making a mistake or not. Uh, just purely because of the way we play on offense and it's such a QB centric. Uh, you know, if the QB doesn't perform, our offense doesn't perform. It's it's quite simple. Um, so it's it's funny the correlation between you, you know the the controversy with Jimmy that we've had for the last five years now, four and a half, um, and and the fact that we we always come back to talk about that guy, even though we we know exactly what he is now and you know who he is and what he's gonna do. And and, and I agree. I think you know if he doesn't throw a pick or lose a silly fumble. Uh, at a stupid time, um, and you know, keep us, keeps us ahead of the chains, and we can get the run game going. We'll be on Feels great, baby. Yeah, yeah, it, it needs to be that. You know, that the games again, that the game he plays against the Bears, and the game he he played. Um, I can't remember he had a good game against. Um, it was towards the end of the season. Um, I can't remember now. I but I think, yeah, that's the one. Yeah, he's gonna need some some like that. Um, where again, like if you throw a pick because you're launching a ball 50 yards in the air on third and long, uh, it's essentially a punt. It doesn't matter. But if you throw a pick when we're driving down and we're three points behind, and we're in, you know, it's it's second and ten or second and goal and something like that, and you throw a pick, then that's just you can't do that. 
that's where he needs to eliminate, especially from for the next two games if we want to win. Um, but yeah, I I don't know. I feel confident that you know six and zero. Um, we beat them twice this year. Which the first time was very easy, and the second time was not as easy. But also we were 17 points down, so it's not going to be easy when yes. you play like that. So obviously we, we can't start the game like we did in week eight. Yeah, no, we, we no can't way. give them a 17 point lead because <laughs> we make it very difficult on ourselves. And I've got a feeling on Sunday night, Sean McVeigh is going to player he's going to call a different uh, game I think he's going to be aggressive with his player calling um, the, that, week, that week that in game against us he kind of he, he could have gone for it late in the game to, to win the game but he didn't he, he played a conservative game he did a similar thing on um, last Sunday against yeah. the Bucks. there were some calls where he could have been aggressive and he didn't and I think he's going to have learned from both of those games obviously the one last week but he, he must have been looking at it and thinking, you know what, I've actually been quite lucky there because I should have gone for that. And I've got a feeling that he's going to he's gonna call quite an aggressive game on Sunday night. And I think the key for the 49ers winning, if he does that, is Shanahan cannot call a conservative game. Shanahan has to be aggressive as well. Do you not think, though, like, because we know them so well, though, like, when you look at the stats, the Cardinals and the Bucks only ran... The 32 rushing attempts combined in the last two games. Let's face it, we're going to run for more than that. I mean, we ran the ball 44 times in week 10, 31 teams in week 18. And you talk about Jimmy there, Lee. He knows Aaron Donald is determined to get him. So he gets the ball out quick. I mean, I think if you look back at the stats when we play the Rams, Jimmy gets rid of the ball an average 2.29 seconds, similar to what Rodgers did against us in week three. Again, Jalen Ramsey shut down corner. So what did Shanahan do with Debo? Hide him in the backfield. Can't get him. Brunskill always plays well against Donald. You know, maybe as I'm coming into this with a bit of rose-tinted glasses, I watched the game against the Bucks, And like you said, Lee, McVeigh made some dodgy calls. I mean, tech nothing away from Stafford. He brought them back down. But we could quite easily be sat here talking about Tom Brady and the Buccaneers. Yeah. You know, like you said, Nadji, they're a finesse team, but do they like getting punched in the mouth? We've said it many a time on this show, bully ball football. Kyle Shanahan's going to come in there and show Sean McVeigh and Big Brother, first year twice this season, all this talk about Jimmy, and like you said, the elephant in the room, he is controversial, but he's winning. Aaron Rodgers is sat at home. Tom Brady's sat at home. So bring on Sunday. I'm excited, looking forward to it. Look at our defence. I thought you might have brought some of this up, Nadji, in the last show. I know we cut it short. But if yeah. you go back and watch the game against Green Bay and you watch the game against Dallas, Ryan's is dialing up different packages, different blitz packages. I mean, I was shocked to find out today, Bosa is only one sack away from tying the 49ers all-time sack record in the playoffs. So he only leads two to break the record. You know, the over-under for sacks on Sunday for the 49ers is 4.5. Yeah. You know, I think we could break that. I think we could be looking at five or six sacks, but the matchups, like you said, Lee, we could sit here all night, but for some strange reason, I'm not worried about it. But it's going to be a roller coaster, isn't it? Are you oh, called sure. 28 27 win on court? Yeah, coffee? I mean, you've <laughs> swallowed Mark up a teammate. <laughs> yeah, I just, I just think it's going to be so close. I, I, I certainly can't see the Rams blowing us out, and I think it's going to be a lot closer to week 18 than what was it, week 10? 
Mm-hmm. However, if there is anybody going to get blown out, it's going to be the Rams. It's not going to be us. No, for because sure. Because our defense is just too good. Yeah. Uh, I mean, unless they have a bad day at the office, which is, yeah. which is possible. But what's your take on McVeigh, Gareth? McVeigh? Well, I mean, he, he's got the, the question to answer. I think when you get these rematches, it's in some ways it's more difficult for the team that won the previous one because you think, do we do we stay with a game plan or our approach from our win, or do we switch it up? Whereas when you've lost that previous game, you know you've got to change it. You know you've got to do something different. And I think that's that's the sort of that's going to be the mental battle going on uh, this week, even even as we speak between the two of them as they scratch their heads and, and work out what they can do. I think McVeigh has still got to work out how to stop the run game. Uh, he wasn't challenged. Uh, to do that by Tampa Bay, they just put it all on Brady's hands, and uh, they barely ran. I think certainly in the oh, second. They didn't half. have four nets, so yeah. Yeah, well, he, he was there for for a bit, so for that bit, that's yeah. that's going to be the challenge because he knows that uh, Shanahan's going to come out and run the ball down their throats and challenge them to stop, uh, yep. to stop us doing that, uh, and then we'd have to adapt our game plan and, and put it more into into Jimmy's hands. So that's that's McVeigh's. Uh, trouble, but he's had that for the last six games, and he and he hasn't <laughs> found a a way to do it. I think he has got better personnel now, but I think they they've got a, a few injuries. I heard there was there was some banged up amongst their sort of rotational players, but I'm I'm confident that the the head of steam like Debo has got up. I want to see see Mitchell a bit more. He's he's done some hard yards recently, but hasn't really. Uh, you know, broken out for that nice 25, 35 yard gain um, that we know that we know he can do. I want to see that happen, uh, and I, and I want to see us control the clock, get uh, and get after Stafford because we know if you rattle Stafford, he his performance drops. Uh, and this is this is the biggest game of his career. I know he's what twelve. Bet <laughs> he's never been in the game anywhere close to this. A lot of the Rams other players have. But Jimmy's been there and done it. Jimmy's been to three Super Bowls. He's he's played NFC Championship games. Maybe maybe not the a standout performance in it. But the the team <laughs> there, this is another day at the office for them. It's just oh, it's the Rams again. We'll we'll if we can impose our will on them, we will win this game. And it's going to be about that that desire uh, and choking the life out of them and and stealing their souls again uh, and sending them home. Ooh. Yeah, I, I, I really like what you said about, you know, if you lose, you have to change it. I think uh, not necessarily when it comes to football, especially if you're a winning team like the Rams have been this season. But because we've been in their head so much, and I think the the ticket thing is clearly shows like even it goes beyond the organism, you know, beyond the football and up in the organization as trying uh, them trying to for none of us to be there, um, which is quite funny, really. Um, but I, I think he, he's going to try to do something different. I just don't think he's got it in him. I, he's still a very young coach, and yeah, he's, he's a very good coach. But also, is he really though? Because he's inherited this, you know, this team which was loaded with talent, and all he, all his every time he asks for a new toy, he gets it. Um, and to me, that's the one thing he needs to know um, and, and learn is how to respond to adversity and when things that you're trying aren't working, uh, what can you do for that to change? I'm fully expecting them to try some kind of trick play on the special team again or not. Um, and I fully expect it 
to for this time to you know bid them back. Um, I just I just don't think he's got the 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 ability to step back and see the game in a bigger picture. Uh, I think Kyle is getting there. Even I don't think even Kyle's got it yet. Um, but you know to set up things to pro to do other things and and I just I I, I can't see them rebounding from that game in the box uh, very well. Again, they were matching up so well against the Bucks, and it shouldn't have been a blown out. And because of their complacency, and, and that starts from the top, it doesn't. It's not the players. Um, they allowed the Bucks with one wide receiver to score 27 points, uh, or 24 points, in, <laughs> in like three minutes or whatever. And they could have lost because the, the Bucks went three and out a few times, purely because they didn't have any O-line. Um, and I, I just think they just, they won't have any answers for what we bring. And, and they know what we're bringing, but they still won't have any answers for it. Um, but yeah, I expect Mitchell. I think you're right. I expect Mitchell to have a much bigger role, um, and Ayuk uh, and Kittle, and obviously Debo is going to be massive because when, when when in doubt, that's what we need to do. Just just give it to Debo. But do you not see the energy, Nadji? Like you, you come on and obviously you've played American football, and you look at the team spirit. The other week, Ramsey's fighting with his own teammate. Yeah. Last week against the Bucks, it strikes me the Rams are. Uh, you know, they've all been cobbled together where, you know, even when we were at three and five, there was no noise coming out. There was no people fighting. Everyone's been in the same way. And I'm sure like every other 49er fan, you've been watching the Packers on, <laughs> you know, you've been watching it every day. And you, and you look at that that talk from the special teams coach and the big players. You know, special teams won it for us last week. Are the mm. offense going to show up this week? And I think I'd have been more worried facing Tom Brady with a point to prove against Garoppolo as opposed <laughs> to us going back in, uh, you know, Levi's. And if you look through history, I think, you know, it's not that unusual for teams to play each other three times. I think there's like a 66% success rate for teams that have played each other three times through history since the murder in 1970. Like you said, the players are loose. They're coming off a big win. Last week, all the talk was Aaron Rodgers and Devon Adams. This week, the talk's all about Stafford, Cooper Cup. Let them keep bringing that talk. We'll just come in. It's a number six seed. And like Lee said at the start of the season, we'll punch that ticket and Newcastle will be awesome. Before you jump in, though, <laughs> Lee, everybody has to wear the same jersey they were wearing. Everybody has to do the same routine. <laughs> that was a superstitious lot. And yeah. we will be represented at the game yet again, which seems to be yeah. a good luck omen. So, uh, Jake... I think I might get a surname wrong. Jake Gabay is going to be at the game. So, yet again, since week 18, I think we've had somebody from the 49 Faithful UK group there. So, yet again, another good luck home and everyone. Absolutely. Yeah, sure. We know who to blame then. That's what you're saying. <laughs> yeah. Right, guys. So, you know what my prediction is because you've all heard it. You've all seen it. Let's go over to your predictions for our game on Sunday night. Who would like to start? Paul. So the the over under is forty six. <laughs> you go, Najee. No, no, no. I'm just I'm just giving you some stats so you can you know maybe change it a little bit. And we're three and a half points, uh, not favorite. <laughs> the, the Rams are favorite, three and a half points. Um, I'll go. I, uh, I'm gonna I'm gonna start, I'm gonna keep predicting easy wins for us until it happens. Um, I don't know. I just have a good feeling. We, as you said, Paul, like 
nobody wanted us and uh, here we are and nobody you know all the analysts always pick against us and and yet we somehow win a game and and we are the better team every week because i think we were the better team last week uh, you know apart from that first drive the, the Packers really didn't show anything that was crazy to me and if it wasn't for a few bad frozen drops we, we would have won easier but um i'm gonna say we're gonna win 24 um 14 13 let's go 14 it's a bit easier but 24 13 nice and easy 10 points i think like we're gonna be up and they'll score a touchdown in garbage time or something um i just i just think we're a much better team than they are so much better everywhere um and we and we know how to play them so there we go over to you paul well i was hoping lee for a 30 to 3 victory like last time but i don't <laughs> think that'll that'll happen so i'm like gareth i'm going to call a closer game because i'm keep doing that i think it's going to be 24 to 17 49ers victory Stop. all right 24 to 17 six points Seven points. Come on then, Gareth. Have a blow. 27-25, Niners win. 27-25. Trying to work that one up. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah, that would be an interesting scoreline. 27-25. So, I mean, we, we've all gone relatively close. Nobody's gone for a no. huge score, which I'm quite surprised about. Well, I said I said 24-14. 10 points. That's pretty good. We, well, yeah, we will, yeah. we'll win those stifling, <laughs> close, defensive-led games. I, I I don't think we're built to win a shootout. No, that's why I didn't go, you know, 35-something. Just yeah. 24 points isn't just free touchdown and, and rugby goal. Well, so. I don't know. I mean, I think you'll be surprised. We, we were built to win a shootout back in 2019 when it mattered. When we had to win by a shootout. That's true. Mind yeah, you, I think the Rams the Rams defence is a lot better than what New Orleans defence was at the time. Oh, I don't know. I don't know. Not sure. And that, that reminded me of a question. Do you think this team is better than the one that played the last NFC Championship game, the 2019 team? Which team do you think is better? This one, 100%. Yeah, I would and, agree with that. Yeah. Yeah, I think this one. I think Lee, our scores have reflected the offense hasn't been firing all cylinders, and like you have said, I think McVeigh's going to possibly overthink this. He's going to yeah. try something different, and I do think our defense has got the measure. And you've got to remember as well, we haven't had like what people call shut down corners, you know, strong safeties. But Ryan's has done excellent with everything he's got. I mean. Crying out loud, Josh Norman came in last week against Adams and didn't give up uh, the offensive penalty and didn't give up the touchdowns. And, you know, maybe you need that bit of luck. We talked about Rodgers missing that wide open receiver to go for Adams. Is Stafford going to be the same? Is he going to focus too much on Cooper Cup? Is Odell Beckham, you know, is he going to spit his dummy out for want of a better word? Where I think our defence are playing quite well. And we're saying about the sacks, you could quite easily see Bosa getting the sacks. You could see Armstead getting the sacks. I think Givens might get a sack this week. And we can just rotate those pieces. So I do think it's going to be a bit more of a defensive game than a shootout. But I think we're all sticking with what we've done since week 18 and hoping with all our fingers and toes crossed that that's <laughs> going to get us over the line. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I think you could be right. Okay, so who are we playing in the Super Bowl? 
Oh, that's a tough one. I mean, Mahomes is just so Mahomes, isn't he? Uh, it's it's just I, I don't know if the Bengals have got quite enough to to take such a juggernaut down, but I hope it's the Bengals. I really like that team. I think they're just fun to watch. Joe Burrow is amazing. Um, I mean, Jamal Chase is insanely good. Um, and they've and they've got a good safety, which I really like. Jesse Bates, you know, I wish we had him. Um I yeah, I'm gonna go Bengals, but I think it's gonna be like a stupid game again where it's gonna be very close and maybe a flip of a coin decides it or some you know, something like that. Yes, I'd uh, I I'm I'm rooting for, for the Bengals. Um, it's a kind of dish and Niners Bengals, isn't it? With mm, yeah. it's it's kind of my it's my safety blanket, I suppose, because uh, a Chiefs Rams Super Bowl, no thanks. I don't want either of them to win. Whereas a, I will have the consolation of at least uh, being happy to be a Bengals fan if 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 they end up playing the Rams. So uh, either way, I, I want to see the Bengals win. I don't know that they're going to be able to do it. I think you know Kansas City's been there, done that. And I don't know that uh, the Bengals yeah. have necessarily got that that mental strength or that that expertise, that kind of just experience of being there. I don't know if that's going to carry them through a, a close game because I think that's probably what 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 the Chiefs used to beat the Bills. Really, was that experience, yeah. that calmness, um, and it's it's going to be a similar game. I can see it being another shootout, a 38-35 uh, roller coaster yeah. game, um, but then. You've got to assume that the the Chiefs' experience is going to see them through on coaching and and players. Yeah. Paul? Yeah. I mean, you've got to remember though, the Bengals beat the Chiefs not so long ago, a couple of weeks ago. And when you go back and watch that, it was even better. Mahomes didn't have any turnovers. The Chiefs played a good game. They still got beat 34-31. The Bengals didn't leave any time on the clock. Unlike the Bills, bless them, who left 13 seconds. I mean, that game was yeah. unbelievable. <laughs> um, yeah. Like you said there, Gareth, you know, I focused all my energy on the 49ers and I kind of have the attitude of I don't care who, who we, we, we play against. But, you know, like Nadji said there, Chiefs Super Bowl are looking good. Obviously, they've got Mahomes, they've got Kelsey. I think the Bengals can beat them, but maybe because they went in and punched them in the mouth a couple of weeks ago, I can see the Chiefs edging it, but like you, Gareth, I am wanting the Bengals to win. Purely like you said, if if we don't get there, a Chiefs Rams Super Bowl does not make for a good meet up in Newcastle. But <laughs> it's going to be the 49ers, so we don't need to worry about that, everyone. Lee, what about you? So I'm quite surprised that you've all gone from all gone for the Bengals because that's. I mean, I'm going to have to go for the Bengals because that's who I chose before the playoffs started. <laughs> I said it was going to be a Bengals uh, 49ers Super Bowl and, and I'm still convinced there will be a Bengals 49ers Super Bowl. As, as you've just mentioned, Paul, the Bengals turned them over just a few weeks ago. Mm. I think four or five weeks ago they turned them over. So they can do it. We know they can do it. They're going to need to protect um, Joe Burrows a lot better than what um, they have yeah. been protecting them. Um, but yeah, I, th- I think a 49ers Bengals Super Bowl I mean, obviously, we're biased here, but I think a, a 49ers Bengal Super Bowl it is fantastic. Plus, yeah. think of the history. Think of the history. The last two times we've started the uh, season off playing against the Lions, we've won the Super Bowl both times. It was against the Bengals. Against the Bengals. <laughs> yeah. yeah. 
it's their offense versus our defense. I think for the neutral, that that's going to make a, a good open yes. game. Yeah. So, I mean, the game we played against them was a week thirteen, so it was fairly entertaining, and it would have been a lot closer, apart from a couple of specialty mistakes. So, I mean, either matchups would be. I mean, obviously, if we played the Chiefs in the Super Bowl, it'd be a rematch of 2019 and and all that jazz when you know we had them and then we didn't. And then, uh, yeah, the Bengals history and all that. Young QB, young whatever. It's just, yeah, it would be exciting. Um, we haven't chosen a code word for a keyword for today, so um, we need one of them. Have you got get any ideas? I've got a word. Well, I was thinking trilogy because of, you know, it's a Rams part three, really. Um, so, but... Yeah, that sounds know. good to me. Trilogy. Yeah, I like that one. Um, just before we go any further, <laughs> I've just got to ask you, how, clo- how much closer did you think that our game against the Bengals could have been? Because we were drawn 23-23 at the end of regulation. No, well, I mean, you know, it, it, yeah, no, it was close. I forgot we went to, to overtime. Yeah, no, um, yeah. <laughs> They're yeah. a good team. Uh, uh, I, don't, I, th- I think people have got the misconception that we have a better chance to win against the Bengals, but I think that's a misconception mm-hmm. uh, in the Super Bowl. Uh, I think it, it would be hard equally. Um, whether it's my homes or not. Yeah, yeah, completely agree with that. Okay, so trilogy is the uh, the buzzword, the keyword. Yeah, that's right. Have you, have, you, have you thought this through? There's a character limit on Twitter, isn't there? Are, are we going to get to the point that oh, we've got code words? We've got to keep them short from now on. Um, yeah. ha- haven't we asked people to message us privately? We could do that. Um, we could do that. Oh, they could do it on Facebook too. Um, yeah, we'll yeah. we'll figure out when. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> we clearly haven't thought that through at all. Um, you are right. People uh, might think we wing it. Yeah. Oh, maybe, maybe we are, maybe we're not. Yeah. I had a question for you. If the guys are gonna carry on talking football for a bit, something completely um, not Niners related. Um, what do you, what do you think of this um, overtime rules? Do you think we should change it or not? No, I think it's I think it's okay. Right. So you think it's fair that one team doesn't touch the ball at all in, yeah. in the overtime? Right. Yeah. Okay. I, I I disagree. I think you should get um you should you should get one possession each, and we'll see what the score is after one possession each. And if it's still tied, you each get one more possession. And you see what the score is at the end of it. Touchdown, field goal, safety doesn't matter. So the the problem with that is going second is a lot better because you know what you need. Which open up the playbook quite a lot more. So if the if the team doesn't score points, then you you know you you know you just need a field goal anyway. Well, it's like that anyway. Um, but yeah, then but if if they score a touchdown, you know you need a touchdown. But if they score a field goal, you know you you need a touchdown. It's at least it, it's a team game. Then you get your offense yeah. on the field and you get your defense on the field. And you know the coin toss is always going to have some sort of impact. Yeah. Le- less so than. It just it it just seems a bit of a flat ending to that game that yeah, Josh Allen couldn't at least get a chance. Yeah, it's, it, I feel bad for Josh Allen. I, I felt bad for. No, Hobbs, I, I've, I've got to disagree. They had the chance. They, they left them with 13 seconds on the clock, yeah. and they went from the 25 yard line to. But that's to, not that's not, the, yeah. The point is that's not Josh Allen's fault, isn't it? If the defense no, fell because they're getting no, tired. No, but it's, and, but, but it's yeah. a team game. It's a team game. Yeah, 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 absolutely. Paul, what do you think? Uh, uh, believe it or not, I'm going to agree with Lee. I think it's a bit like 
the English football, you know, you're going to a couple of competition, penalty shootout, you know the rules. I think everyone's talking about it because that game was awesome and the way it ended. And I think if they played college rules, they could have been still playing now, the way Mahomes and Allen <laughs> were playing. It could have been a record score. But I think it adds to the drama of the NFL and why we love this sport. I mean, look at all the games, went to the last play of the game. That one went to overtime. You know, if you need any proof for anyone who doesn't watch football and says to you, why do you stay up? You know, look, look at our game, Aaron Rodgers marching down the field and they missed the field goal. We block the punt. Like Lee said, it's all players apart. So I personally would leave it alone at the moment. I think this talk's come just from that one game, but it has well, been a good so- talking point. So there is a stat that in the in the last since the new rule has been in in, in place, which hasn't been that long, uh, ten of the eleven teams that won the toss won the game, which it just clearly is biased towards the team that wins the toss, and then so it it makes the the overtime a coin toss basically. Yeah. which to me is completely wrong with everything to the game. I, I'm fully behind using the college rules because I think it's exciting. Um, yeah, some some college overtime go to like 9 and 10 and 12, but it doesn't happen that often. It's usually one or two, three, three at best because def- defenses are getting tired. And for anybody out there that's never watched college, what happens is uh, the offense get the ball uh, 25 uh to score, so you only have 25 yards to score, and, and and see what happens. And then the other team gets the same. And if it's still tied after that, the team that went first goes second, and then the team that went, obviously, the team that was on defense goes on offense, etc. until there is a winner, whether it's by a field goal or a touchdown. But everybody gets a chance to score, and it's not, you don't have to drive the whole field, it's just 25 yards, and it's first, first, first and 10, at the 25 and you play until there's a winner um i like that a lot just because especially in the nfl being this offense-minded thing we'd, we'd see crazy touchdowns and you know replays and, and yeah you got the potential of overtime going on forever and then this player safety and all that but uh, i'm pretty sure it wouldn't be that long or not that often anyway um i think i think that's fairer than asking the team to drive all the way downfield and and play another 15 minutes of football. Um, so, yeah, but that's my take. I, I, you know, go and watch a college ball that goes on overtime. It's so exciting. It's so nail-biting. Um, it's, it's like a penalty shooter, really, which is, you know, it's very unfair too, but it is what it is. At least it's equal chance. Um, and that's what I like about it. My 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 point is the current NFL rules are like having that penalty shootout in soccer, and the team that wins the toss takes the first penalty. If they score it, that's it, game over. They've won. Yeah, yeah, that's yeah, that, yeah. And that's to me what the overtime rules are in the NFL. Yeah, I agree. I can see why we're having the conversation because, like we said, that game it was awesome. Any neutral watching that game would have been yeah. Worn I just away. wanted to see Josh Allen with the ball one more time. Yeah, it's just not fair. He was playing out of his mind. Um, he was the best player on a, on the pitch that day. So you, you know, I can see this conversation is going to come back to bite us on the backside here. I can see us going into overtime now on Sunday night. The Rams getting the ball first and scoring a touchdown. Yeah, I mean, and I'll be raging about it, and you might change your mind about it, Lee. 
Well, um, of course we change our mind on that occasion. Yeah, (laughs) and if it does happen, it's the last time I'll let you ask a question on the podcast. (laughs) Okay, fair (laughs) enough, that's fine. (laughs) It's like picking Robbie Gould's never to miss a uh, field goal last season. Yeah, yeah, never never again. Yeah, never again. Never again. Just just quickly while we're on non-Niner-related stuff, I've just got this seeking, creeping suspicion that come the, the, the media circus in the Super Bowl week and before the MVP is announced, Brady is going to retire just before yeah. the MVP announcement. So he can guarantee he'll get that MVP. He'll guarantee to get all the, the uh, limelight. Uh, and the added bonus of that is it's really, really going to piss off Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> so he will be there. And I wish I'd done that and do my announcement <laughs> in Super Bowl week so I can make it all about me. Yeah, yeah, yeah there's, think, there's no way Brady's not. getting MVP. He might, he might play like it. It's I guarantee it because that's his last chance to win it. And he and he did win what passing yards, isn't it? It's not like he. Yeah, he, he did play it. well. No, I think he's gone. I think you're right. It sounded like he didn't want to he, go he, through you all know that what? again. If we're going off on a complete tangent, I've, I've got one as well go because on you're talking about awards and um, this week. Um, this week, two days ago, was the the very last opportunity that the great Barry Bonds had of getting in the Baseball Hall of Fame, and they didn't let him in, and they didn't let him in based off his steroid use. And there's people in the Baseball Hall of Fame that have done steroids, used steroids, and they're in, and they did it just to make a point of this one person because he wasn't particularly nice to the media when he played, but he was a fantastic player, and he, he's better than probably 80% of the people that's in the Baseball Hall of Fame. This is when awards like this type of thing, the MVP handing out somebody just because they're retired, that, that really bugs me. It's mm. like the whole, um, the, the All-Pro team, mm. where Debo's just been, um, uh, sorry, not Debo, um, Nick Bosa. Nick, Nick Bosa was ignored from the All-Pro team, and Max Crosby ended up getting that uh, vote, and, it's a popularity concept it is. rather than a measure of... And it makes a mockery of it. Skills. It does, it makes a mockery of it. I can understand when they first started these organisations, the Hall of Fame, the Football Hall of Fame, the Baseball Hall of Fame, it was done with the legitimate interest of the fan to preserve history of the sport. Yeah. But that's that's lost its way. And it does, no, they, it's, these are what's it's, just really bugged me now. It's become a museum to attract people to make money now. So you've got to put people that are liked and whatever and create controversy about it but yeah no it's i agree i mean i'm still on the bandwagon that i think crosby does deserve to be an all pro and i'm not sure nick does but um yeah i just want to say lee before you sign off uh, shout out to simon brown who was awarded oh, yeah. the january fan of the month on the 49ers website joining brendan clark so again repping the uk faithful on the niners site i think this season lee I think we've done a decent job in getting the 49 Faithful UK notice. The flag's been attracted some attention around the globe. And I just thought we'd push because it was a nice article from Simon. And just thought we'd mention that on the pod for those of you that haven't been on the group page today. Yeah, that's, that's a good shout out, that Paul. Yeah, I read that article. Re- really, yeah. uh, really good article to read. And um, brought back some memories, some of the stuff we used to talking about as well, because um, I think me and Simon are both the same age. Um, we grew up in the 80s. Uh, She's talking about first down. I, I used to get first down. Um, I'm not sure if it was a weekly or a fortnightly paper, but what I can remember is <laughs> it was that badly printed. 
your hands used to be covered in ink all the time. <laughs> Literally, you had to go and get a wash after reading First Down. But I kept all the paper cuttings from First Down during, during the 80s, during the Super Bowl runs. Um, and I had a, I had them all in a lovely scrapbook that I've made. Cause, I mean, I was a young lad at the time. I made, and when my parents moved house, probably 15 years ago, they chucked out the box that it was in, in the mm. loft. So I lost all these cuttings. So I was absolutely gutted. But yeah, I mean, first down, I remember that. Um, and some of the other things I was talking about just kind of rang a bell, hit a chord. Oh, yeah, I used to do that. It was good to read, really good to read. I seem to remember about that time a, a magazine called Gridiron, I think, in the yeah. UK as yeah. well. And that, yeah. that, used to get, that used to go through about 10 or 12 hands at school. I think one person bought it, read it, and then so I was always like a week behind. And it was <laughs> by the time it got to me. Um, and just just on the, your parents moving house and throwing things out, I lost my Super Bowl 23 and 24 programs when my parents moved. Oh, they got richer. Yeah. And well, I, I, I wish those. Get a shout out on the show, Gareth. Someone might rare, hit you up with a copy. And like you said, Lee, anyone who follows Simon on Twitter, very envious of his man cave and his 49ers collection. It's very impressive if you haven't seen. Yeah, definitely is. Okay, guys, thanks for joining me tonight, and uh, I hope we're all smiling on Monday morning. Yeah, hopefully, hopefully. Thank you. I am on Sundays. Nothing better. <laughs> yeah. Thanks once again to everyone that listens to the show. Remember to subscribe and rate us on iTunes. Also, check out our YouTube channel by searching for Forty Nine Fearful UK. Until next time, stay safe and go Niners. Go Niners. Go Niners. San Francisco 49ers deep in the heart Like Joe Montana in the corner deep heart Garrison Hurst, Stiff Farm going 99 Don't get it twisted, one and all with prime time John Taylor, Jerry Rice down the sideline NDB, greatest owner of all time Gruden, Walgreens, Bill Belichick Where all students of Bill Walsh don't ever forget